you're listening to Irish Radio Panda and we wish to send you Christmas greetings, Christmas and New Year's greetings. And I'm delighted to be able to share the season and have um, Eleanor Shanley with me. And Eleanor is going to tell us a little about what she's been up to. But uh, delighted to be able to have you with me for Christmas, Eleanor. Well, I'm delighted to be here, Austin, because it's one of my favourite times of the year. So it's a pleasure to talk to you. When you say it's one of your favourite times of the year, what was it like growing up in Leitrim? Just warm and beautiful and the usual expectations of kind of Santi coming. And what I used to love about it was the Midnight Mass when Midnight Mass was at midnight. Uh-huh. And that was just so lovely, that excitement of getting ready and knowing like kind of go to Mass, that warm feeling. It was just beautiful. Family time, big time family time because we're a very close-knit family, still are. And yeah, Cash Carrigan was is a smallish village. It is. So would you have gone out carol singing? Well, not carol singing, but we used to go mumming. Yeah, well, that's after, and we can tell you. Yeah, so we're, that was <laughs> that was on Saint Stephen's Green. They, yeah. And of course, you refer to that as as mumming, whereas yeah. some places it's the rain. That's right. And up in, uh, I know, and they, they are my rhymers. And they go around, and there's another, I think in Newfoundland they refer to it as mumming. Um, yeah. And there's, um, but yeah, it, it, it's known by different things in different places. But um, so, given that times have changed and the sophistication have changed, I know the big challenge we have now is what do you get the kids and or the grandkids for Christmas? Because yeah. it was quite easy when, when I was a boy that you got oranges and you got socks. And yeah. Exactly. So There's a lot of choice now. Yeah. Um, so it would, but it was a, a simple time in many ways, despite it being a culmination of a year and at a special time. There was a simplicity about it that wasn't that isn't there anymore. Oh, there definitely was. Yeah. I mean, we get the usual dolls thing, but I always got. Um, because I had a bit of a habit of if I got dolls, I'd become a hairdresser or a doctor. So I'd have them full of holes <laughs> trying to inject them or out of the hair all cut. So I used to get the plastic uh, dolls with no hair, with the bald head. <laughs> and my sister would get the lovely ones with the long hair. <laughs> but, uh, and as time evolved, um, it, and you particularly when you went into your career as Christmas is always a special time for performing artists because um, those of us that sit in the audience are more likely to probably go out or were likely to go out to things like Christmas concerts or Patrick's Day. But so there were a big time of the year. Were you performing in Christmas concerts as you were growing up? Not really when we were kids because what the only Christmassy stuff, there was no such thing as carol singing way back then. That's how old I am. But it was like Midnight Mass. We used to sing in the choir of Midnight Mass and sing the next day as well at Mass. And that was the, the outlet for, there was no, there wasn't even like school concerts or anything like that. Not in primary school. Right. Secondary school, a bit more, but not much either. Right. Um, and then, so, when you, then when you got into music, as I say, it would be a time when people were more likely to go out to attend exactly. concerts. Exactly. Then it became a, a different thing. And I think... When I got into the, involved in the music business with Dan and um, people were going more to co- concerts and things like that around Christmas time. There was became more of a because prior to that it would have been like St Patrick's Day would be the big thing for, for Irish musicians, whereas 
now Christmas is as well. Although Christmas, a lot, I find a lot of what I do on Christmas time is charity gigs. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. doing actually because it's time to give back, you know. And mm-hmm. um, there's also a great sense of um, give and love and well, well, caring about people, you know. Um, um, the other thing I've noticed over the last number of years is I suppose you could say there is a bit of a renaissance in Irish Christmas music and in the performance of Christmas music and the interpretation of Christmas music by our Irish artists and it's wonderful to see it. Yep and there's more and more Christmas albums coming out, Christmas singles and you know the the next generation are all bringing out their Christmas music which it's it's lovely because it's a big part of Christmas in my book anyway. This might be a suitable time for you to tell us about your niece in that case. My niece, Eleanor, she's another Eleanor. <laughs> we got stuck for names. <laughs> but uh, she's from Longford, but she's a, a primary school teacher. And uh, she went off and recorded her first ever recording by herself. She's done backing vocals with me and Garadice and stuff like that. But she wrote a song called Spending Time at Christmas. And the whole thing behind it for her was to kind of say, spend time with people rather than spending money. And to get away from that material side of Christmas, particularly in, with the state of the, the world at the minute, you know. And it's a beautiful song and it's a really uplifting, happy, happy song with a really gorgeous message in it. For someone like Eleanor, it's a challenge enough to get a, a creative piece that you've done yourself when you're not known to get it out there. Yeah, which yeah. doesn't have the fear. I think that's the beauty of generations now. They don't have the fear that some of us were brought up with. They kind of just, if they have an idea, they go with it, run with it, and anything is possible. And that's what she did. She went into Leo Logan, a studio there in Drumshambo, Vibes Studio. And they had it done in a couple of days. Brilliant. Well, this Mm -hmm. is Spending Time at Christmas, and we'll be back chatting with Eleanor in a moment. Welcome back to Irish Radio Canada. We're chatting with Eleanor Shanley and Eleanor's sharing some uh, reminiscences of uh, Christmas and what Christmas means. Eleanor, what does Christmas mean now? It's still family and, and friends. It really is. Um, I Well, I love cooking, so I usually cook for the family and get them all around. This year, we're actually going to spend it in Balnaslow. It's always been Kesh Carrigan, but <clears throat> yeah, it'll be food and games, you know, and cards and things like that, and a sing-song, definitely. Right. And that's always the way it's been. And whether you can sing or not, you have to sing around right. here. That's it. <laughs> uh, well, that's the way to have it. Nothing like, because uh, we're going to hear today, later in the show today from um, Simon Oakes on the uh, singing circles that are in Ireland. Yeah. And I'm interested in finding out more about uh, how popular they are and at this time of the year particularly. It's extraordinary, Austin. And here in Balnaslough, there's a beautiful singer's circle uh, the last Thursday of every month. And it's in a different venue every month. So it goes around the town. Right. And anything could be up to 20 people. And the age group is from about 16 right. uh, in their 20s. And then there's a gap to the 50s, 60s. Yeah. Isn't it, it's great the way fantastic. that it keeps tradition alive. Keeps tradition oh, it alive. does. And like the, they're singing, you, somebody will be singing, you know, my grandfather's chair or whatever. And the next song they'll be singing is something by the Cranberries. Yeah, 
Yeah. It just took this wide, beautiful, wide range of, of interest in music. It's fantastic. Before we talk about some of the other traditions of Christmas, because I know you're big into St. Stephen's Day and, and, the, and the rain and the mummers, um, it's been a busy year for you. It has been a busy year. It's been a, a way a good bit, like we're a month in Germany. And uh, then I did a couple of stints in Denmark, Holland, and then lots of gigs around Ireland. And Ireland, I have to say, it's coming into its own at the moment with just beautiful, small folk club kind of venues that right. are really working. And so good few of us doing that circle at the moment, and it's a really, really nice circle to do. And Eleanor, I know you wear a number of hats because you were uh, touring with Gareth Ice. Yeah. And then you were touring with Mike Hanrahan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and John Feely. And John Feely, yeah. yeah. So, and and I guess that is also an indication of that how important it is to be able to um, not get categorised and limited in categorizations that you're always just one uh, one genre or one person in a that you you can have that variety and yeah. that it gives you the ability to express different aspects of your musical um, strengths. Absolutely. And I find collaborating with different people, it kind of motivates me to learn new stuff, go in new directions, uh, still hang on to certainly the traditional thing, because that's deeply rooted in me. But uh, to be able to say working with John Feely and go the, that kind of classical route, and then with Mike, the more folk route, and then Garadice, the more traditional. So it gives me a bit of everything, keeps me interested. And, and of course, previously you'd worked with... Um, Ivan Lepar and also with uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Drew. Uh, fabulous Ronnie, yes. Yeah, yeah. I still miss Ronnie. I, mm. I really do. Because <laughs> he was such a powerhouse for man to work with and a marvellous human being. Now, we were talking about um, uh, Kesh Carrigan as being home, and that's a very important part of your life, is the Leitrim connection yep. in every respect. And um, before we talk about the Leitrim connection and uh, the importance of the 26th of December, we'll take a track off the album with the Leitrim connection. What are we going, which one would we... Oh, sorry, we're going to go Sanctuary, which was written by the poet Vincent Woods. And uh, originally recorded actually by the late Mary McPartland on her Petticoat Loose album. And Martin O'Connor put it to music. Beautiful. You are listening to Irish Radio Canada and we're chatting with Eleanor Shandy. We'll be back with you after this. Welcome back to Irish Radio Canada and At Home and Abroad and we're chatting with Eleanor Shanley. And Eleanor will be heading, I'm sure, to uh, Kesh Carrigan after a busy day catering on the 25th of December off to Leitrim on the 26th, if I am not incorrect, so as that she can don the relevant attire to go mummering. Am I right? Yes, as we call it here, mumming. Mumming. And, oh. uh, mumming. Um, yeah, it's great fun. Actually, a couple of years ago, during lockdown, myself and the Garadice lads, we all went around people's houses, whether they wanted us or not. But uh, it was great fun and people invite you in and uh, particularly the older people want to sing along and everything. It's just great. Yeah. So and Edwina Guckian in Leitrim, she's done a great job at reviving the whole tradition around, around Leitrim, you know. Right, and she's involved with the county council, if I recall, is she? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and there are particular songs that are associated with uh, mumming and mummering. 
and uh, Ren, the Ren Boys and all that tradition. Are there any particular songs that are would be Leitrim based or have a Leitrim heritage that you guys would sing on the rounds? Well, not really. The only ones that probably would be lovely Leitrim, the, the, the obvious ones, things like that, you know, my own right. Leitrim home. But other than that, I'll just rattle off any song at all and uh, play the tunes and dance a bit, you know. Right, right. And you'd be doing the the Wren, the Wren. Is the Wren, the Wren, the King of All Birds? Yeah. 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 And it's, um, there are some amazing verses, like, um, they're just like, kind of could be insults or there could be blessings or there could be a curse on the house and things like that, you know. So. Isn't that the great Irish way that you're not too <laughs> sure whether you've just been blessed or cursed? Exactly. It's probably <laughs> both at the same time. <laughs> As I always heard, the great Irish communicators, the, the one that tells you to go to hell and then you ask for directions. But... <laughs> Love it. So how's 2024 looking? 2024 is looking busy already because I'm starting doing a few gigs in January in Ireland and then in February and then March head for uh, France for St. Patrick's Day and I go to Vienna and I'll be going myself and Mike Hanron doing a tour of Germany then in April. Right. So it's busy. It's a good busy. And then I'd be probably because the new album is out with, with Garadice, we'll be promoting that as well. And uh, yeah. So Eleanor, the Irish have are welcome in Germany and France in yep. Holland and and a lot of other parts of Europe. Have you any explanation as regards how the Irish have successfully managed to permeate those cultures? I think well, Europe certainly started. It was the Dubliners who really brought our music to Europe, and I think the Clancy's. And uh, Tommy Macon, they did the American thing and they opened up all those territories for us. And there's something in our music. It's the melodies. It's the you don't even have to understand the language. You can feel the sadness or the happiness in the tunes and in the songs. And I think that's what gets to people. It's that connection. It's an emotional connection with the music. That and works. We're going to wrap up and I want to wish you and Brendan a very happy Christmas and New Year and successful. Thank and we're, we're, we're going to wrap up with another song from the album Sanctuary. Do you want to tell us the backstory? Yes. On this? this is a song. It's written by um, Don Meskel. And uh, Don and I had a bit of a connection because I was the first person ever to record and release one of Don's songs. And that was at the time when I just left it on. And so it was my first ever solo release which was the road to glory so when we were doing the sanctuary album he sent us this song and it's actually written about the relationship between um catherine and uh gosh my mind's gone blank uh, 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 christy christy Tignum and his wife catherine and it's just a beautiful piece piece a beautiful love story beautifully written and of course very sadly we lost christy Tignum this year and he was one of our major talent in my opinion he was gifted he was indeed yeah. utterly gifted indeed and uh, as uh, I had the opportunity to have a chat with his daughter Kira earlier in the year yeah. and uh, also uh, very much a talent in her own right um, very much so yes indeed Eleanor it's been a real pleasure reconnecting and we're going to leave with a song for Catherine and thanks very much indeed for taking the time thank you Austin absolute pleasure as usual <laughs>